Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of your day with me today. I know you could be spending your time doing a million different things, and it really sincerely means a lot that you tune in to this show, you allow me into your world, that you make me a part of your journey. I don't take it for granted. So thank you. I am sincerely here to help, to support, to encourage in any way that I can. And I think today's episode will do just that. Last week, I was interviewed on my thoughts about the role of mindset, what we think, how we think, in creating change. This is so important because we've all had diet plans, we've all had meal plans, food lists workout goals, and not stuck to them. And it's not the food's fault. It's not a lack of information. It's a mindset thing. The mindset is the barrier, is where we need to put so much more of our energy and our attention because we talk ourselves into giving up. We talk ourselves in to excuses and exceptions. We get frustrated. We drift. We feel sorry for ourselves. That's not about the goal, and it's not about the process. It is about mindset. So I've learned the hard way when I do these kind of recordings to always have a backup. And in this case, my backup captured my side of the conversation, but not the interview in its entirety. And I will say this, when the interview comes out in its entirety, I will absolutely positively, without a doubt, let you know. I probably will do so over on Instagram. That's where I spend most of my time on social media. You can follow me there at Elizabeth Benton. So I will give you access to the whole spiel, the whole deal, what the interview was for, all of that kind of stuff. But for now, what I wanted to do since I have the audio of a handful of my answers well, I have the audio of all of my answers, but I'm going to share with you a handful of them about how we are holding ourselves back, but more importantly, what we can do about it. And I think you'll find this very practical, very tactical, things you can do today. So the conversation begins, as most interviews do, with a little bit of my personal background, meaning being a fat kid in a thin family and how that went about, how I started this obsession with weight loss, where really my weight issue came from. So that's what my first answer here is about. What was it like to be the token fat kid? Uh, And the audio of the interview isn't great because, again, this is my backup recording. However, I think the content, especially as we get deeper into the mindset stuff and out of a little bit of my history, is 
really solid. But I do want to share the history part because I know there's a lot of new people to the podcast and because I guess I've been doing this for so long that I often... I don't know, I assume I've talked about my story before, so you must know it, but I know a lot of people don't. And I think it's helpful to understand the evolution of my journey. It wasn't like one day I woke up and decided that I was going to be healthy and that was the end of it. So we talk a little bit about the back and forth and the struggle. So here you go. And then I will come back and introduce the next question. It was definitely a challenge, especially because my mom really took issue with my weight. So it wasn't like I was just the heavy kid. It was, I was the heavy kid whose mom desperately wanted me to lose weight and lose it yesterday. So yes, I did the dieting fads in high school, but honestly, I was doing them in elementary school. It was for sure the center point of my childhood. My weight, weight loss, this sense that I was smart, and I was cute, and I was funny, and I had all this potential, but I was overweight. So that really was the central theme of my life for for my whole life. She then asked about when my weight issues started and how it morphed from just being heavy to being obsessed with the pursuit of weight loss. Here's what I had to say. I mean, it started as like cliche and lame as this sounds. It really started when my mom was pregnant with me because she was very sick during her pregnancy and very malnourished. And so my body, brilliant as all our bodies are, really responded to the lack of nutrients I was getting in utero. And so I, I like to say that I was born metabolically disadvantaged, not that that was in any way a barrier permanently or not in any way something I couldn't overcome, but it really set the stage for why I could eat and be as active as my sister, right? We could eat the same things, we could play outside just as much, and I was very overweight, and she was not. Um, So it started with that, and I think my mother had a lot of guilt, but also she just thought that it was a lesser way to be, to be overweight, than to be healthy. So It started with her putting me on diets and her taking me to nutritionists, getting involved in Weight Watchers when I was still in elementary school. Um, Yeah, and, and so it started very young. But what happened was there were these cycles between extreme deprivation and then extreme overindulgence because food was this thing that was off limits. So if my mom wasn't looking or she wasn't around and I could get my hands on food, I was going to go to town. And so that really started this cyclic way of, of approaching food. And yeah, I did every diet under the sun. And especially as I got older... And it wasn't just my mom's pressure. It was my peers at school um, and really noticing that I was physically so much different that the dieting cycle got more extreme, you know, months of eating nothing but chicken broth and protein shakes and just insanity. But the greater the lengths I went to to restrict, 
eventually the greater the lengths I would go to to overindulge. And it just became a real problem. And so though I was always dieting and I was always trying to lose weight, I was getting progressively heavier and more and more and more metabolically damaged because of these crazy cycles that I was putting myself into. So in college, initially I was on a scholarship to study Latin and Greek, and I decided to let that go to study nutrition because I was desperate to solve this for myself. I was desperate to find answers, and I didn't find them that way. But uh, then I worked in the health industry, then I worked in the supplement industry, and it wasn't in the nutrition that I needed to find the answer because there's plenty of ways to lose weight, but it was really the mindset stuff. It was that I fundamentally believed, I'm just the fat girl, I'm really great at losing weight, but terrible at keeping it off. That was the real barrier. That was the real obstacle. And I think for most people... It's the mental stuff that drives us to food. It's the mental stuff that leads to our inconsistency and our frustration and seeming like lack of willpower or consistency. That's not about nutrition. It's about mindset. Now we start to get into mindset. Specifically, I am asked, what are some of the biggest mindset mistakes people make. So there's so many different different approaches here and I could honestly talk for months about all the different ways to tackle this and it's tough to say like this is the biggest one because it really is very individual but some of the common things that I see are people really clinging to the past and what happens is They take their past patterns, their past behaviors, their past choices, the way things have always been, and they plaster it onto their present and they project it onto their future as if in their minds, what they've decided and what they communicate to me is the way things have always been is the way they are and the way they will be. And they always lead with the past. They lead with the problem. They lead with everything they've done wrong before without realizing. And it's one of those things that's so simple and so obvious that we take it for granted, which is you are totally free to make a different choice in this moment and the next moment and any single moment. You are not chained to your past. You are completely free in any moment to make a change. Now, that doesn't mean you snap your fingers and you never turn to food in in response to emotion ever again, but you don't have to carry with you the last 30 years of struggle and failure and setback and frustration. You've got to cut the cord. One of the biggest problems that people have is that they're so busy connecting to the problems of their past that they cannot see, that they will not see, that they can't act on the potential to be different right now. Not forever. You also don't want to give so much attention to the future and go, well, I couldn't possibly deprive myself of this for the rest of my life. You don't have to. We're dealing with now. You are free in this moment. And I say to my clients all the time, Every single choice is a chance. Every single moment is a blank slate. But when we are so consumed with the past and everything we've done wrong and all the opportunities we've missed and also all the fears we have about what's still to come, we give no energy and attention to the only opportunity we have to create change, which is 
right now. Now we're getting into the practical, tactical stuff. How do we create change? How do I help my clients, whether through breaking barriers or in the fat loss fast track, how do I help my clients do the mindset work? Well, here's, we are, we are thinking beings and it is far more comfortable to analyze and to Monday morning quarterback, and to think and to plan and to rehash over and over and over. But there is a huge difference between thinking and trying to understand and trying to solve and actually getting in the game and making a change right now. And we use up so much energy with stuff that's done, that's over, that is only still with us because we won't cut the cord. And it's not that Look, I started with my story. It influences who I am and the struggles that I have, but the reality is it doesn't in any way limit what I am capable of doing right now today. So I train my clients to instead of focusing their energy on yesterday, last night, oh my God, I can't believe I did it again, or next week, what am I going to do when I'm on vacation and I can't be so purist and strict for the rest of my life. None of that is real. That is a terrible misuse of energy right here, right now. What are you willing and able to do to make today better than yesterday, to make yourself proud, to move in the direction of your goals? Train yourself to be somebody who lives in this moment and not in yesterday and tomorrow. She had heard me talk about my parking brake analogy before about how so many people are resistant to doing the mindset work because we want to get results now. And I have an analogy that I use to describe the problem with this approach of, yeah, 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 just tell me what to eat. And we get into that. So the best way to think about this is so many people just want to be told what to eat, when to eat, how much to eat, what to do for workouts, what not to do. But the truth of the matter is, those kinds of instructions are a freaking dime a dozen. They're, they're not even a dime a dozen. They're free by the millions in Google. So the issue isn't, even though we want that, because it's easy, because it's simple, we've all had it a million times before, but the issue isn't the plan, it's that we don't do it. Because we say things like, I'll start tomorrow, or this one thing won't hurt, or I'm stressed, or I'm tired, or I'm hormonal, or this or that. So this idea, just cut to the chase and tell me what to eat, is like completely misinformed. It is a failing strategy that we turn to over and over because it's easy, because it's familiar, because it's straightforward, but it is no different. When people say, just just tell me what to eat, can you give me a meal plan or a food list? It is no different than you and I getting in the car side by side and we're on the on-ramp to the highway and the car sounds terrible and you are clearly working hard and you're grimacing and you're flooring it pedal to the metal so you're putting forth your max effort. The car is putting forth its max effort, but you're not going anywhere and I'm like, um, so the parking brake is on and you say, well, I don't have time. I don't have time to pull over. There's no time for that. And I'm like, oh, okay, but understand that if you did, it would be easier on the car and it would be easier on you and we would get there much faster without feeling like everybody's zooming by us while we try so hard to no avail. So understanding 
these self-limiting beliefs, understanding the excuses that you continue to make day after day after day, the way you use tomorrow as a pawn against what you can do today, when tomorrow has nothing to do with today, but we use that tomorrow I'm going to work out, tomorrow I'm going to eat better, tomorrow I won't overeat. Look, that's not true. It's just a permissive excuse that happens to work. And so when people say, I don't want to, look, it's not about the mindset. As long as you can tell me what to eat and I can lose the weight, I'll be fine. No, you won't. No, you won't. Just like you won't be fine and your car won't be fine and you won't get anywhere very fast. and You're going to break down before anything else if you were trying to floor it on the highway with your parking brake on. At one point, I shared that I was really grateful for my lifelong struggle with my weight because it helps me coach people in this stuff. We were talking about how it can be easy to tell people what to eat and what not to eat, but a lot harder to help people change the way they think. And so I get into my philosophy on that. The reason that I am tremendously grateful for it is because I have a lot of empathy. It's I'm not the kind of podcaster or coach or whatever it is that's going to be like, just write your meal plan and stick to it one day at a time. It really is about understanding the way you talk to yourself. Because, you know, Viktor Frankl has this quote that between stimulus and response, there is a pause. And in that pause is your power and your freedom. So what I work with my clients on is understanding what happens between your thought, whether it is your thought of, I'm going to crush the day and what you do next, or it's the thought of, screw it, I blew it, let's get some Cheetos. What is happening between the thought and the action? And I am a huge fan of two things, one of which is journaling. And the power of journaling is not about counting calories. I don't do that. It's not about counting macros. I don't do that either. It's not about weighing out your food, but it's about bringing your attention to right now today. What is going on today? Not writing three paragraphs about how yesterday sucked, but what am I going to do to win today? Understanding that every day is completely different. And that's why so many cookie cutter plans fail, because look, Different days, we have different amounts of bandwidth. We have different amounts of time. We have different degrees of hunger. People who set out to try and eat the same dang thing every freaking day because somebody told them to, hello, especially, I mean, it's true for both genders, but especially for ladies with hormonal fluctuations, some days we're going to be ravenous. Other days, maybe not so much. But Really training your attention to say, what am I able and willing to do to make today a good day? What am I able and willing to do today to win the day? Am I hungry? Am I just bored? That's the kind of thing that journaling helps us do. But the other thing that I'm a huge advocate of in terms of learning how to bridge this gap between our intentions and our actions and execution is questions. I completely believe that the power of questions is unparalleled and they're free, but they help us be better thinkers because I can't tell anybody, look, there's 27 million ways to lose fat and keep it off, but they're not all going to work for you. And what works for you this week might not work for you next month or next year. And that's expected. And that's okay. But when we learn to ask better questions, we aren't dependent on somebody else to say, do this, don't do that. We're paying attention. What makes me feel great? 
Not just physically, but also emotionally. What makes me feel crappy? Not just physically, but also emotionally. How can I make the rest of my day the best of my day instead of continuing to fall into that trap of, oh crap, I plan to do well today, but there we go, I had a cookie, so screw it, I'll try better tomorrow. The power of questions allows you to break into the patterns of thought that have been screwing you up for years or decades and say, what else might be true here? Do I have another option? Is this a story that works for me? Or is this just a permissive thing I'm turning to because it kind of allows me to feel less crappy about doing the thing I want to do in this moment? So that's really how I teach my clients to do this with journaling and with questions. And honestly, with an unending practice. I practice this every day. I begin my day with questions every day. Then we start talking about goals. Because it's really common to pursue improvements for a wedding or a big occasion, but then the motivation fades. And people are always looking for ways to encourage themselves to change. And she's asking if I think that weight loss goals are important or if it really is truly all about mindset. So where does, say, a goal to lose 20 pounds come from? Is that important? And Is there a mindset component to goal setting? There are external goals and there are internal targets. And we get them really, really confused. And this is one of the reasons that maybe we can lose weight for a wedding, but then we put it back on. Or if there's nothing coming up, we almost feel like we can just coast and then we find we've gained 20 pounds and then we're feeling really crappy about ourselves and we're not motivated because we feel so bad about ourselves. So the power of questions to create motivation, there's really nothing better. One of the things that tripped me up for so long, and one of the reasons, because, okay, for my whole life, I was like, look, if I can lose weight, problem's over. Nothing will be wrong in my life. If I can just lose the weight, everything is golden. And that was completely untrue. But if you had told me then it was untrue, I would have said, you don't know me. You don't understand. Trust me. Trust me. My whole life will be perfect. But inevitably, I would lose weight, and then I would put it back on. And I would lose weight, and I would put it back on. Because I didn't understand the difference between external goals and internal targets. And external goals is like weight loss, or running a marathon, or being able to do push-ups on your toes, or paying off $1,000 in debt, or whatever it is. I really got my wires crossed, because I had never heard anybody talk about the difference between these two things. Nobody ever said to me, why do you want to lose weight? I probably would have said something flippant like, because I'm fat, because I'm miserable, because life sucks as the fat girl, or whatever. But if somebody had really understood and pushed me to the, to the, to the truth, it would have been because I want to be confident, because I want to be happy, because I want to feel like I'm in control of my life instead of feeling like food is in control of my life. I want to be energetic and confident enough to have fulfilling friendships and relationships and go on adventures in my life. Those are internal targets. Weight loss does not come with a side of confidence or happiness or friendship or any anti-depression. It doesn't. They're sold separately. They have to be pursued separately. And it took me way too long to figure that out. But as I started to lose weight and watched my marriage fall apart, 
I realized, hmm, okay, so this isn't the holy grail of every success I ever thought I would have. As I lost weight, but still didn't feel comfortable enough to go out and dance with friends or whatever, I was like, I think I have other work to do in addition to weight loss. It doesn't mean that weight loss didn't matter to me, but it means you've got to know what your external goal is, and it's great to have that, but you've also got to know what your internal target is, and you have to pursue that separately. And when we think that this external goal will magically manifest our internal targets, that's when we turn back to food or to alcohol or to spending money or the trifecta of all three. Because mindset is such a huge topic with so many different angles and approaches, I'm asked if I can narrow it down to like one primary thing, one most important thing. So you'll hear my thoughts on simplifying this mindset improvement. I think that there are a hundred million ways you could do it, to be honest, you know, and, and it really depends on what you respond best to. I think paying really close attention to your body matters. Through most of my life, I didn't want to get on a scale. I didn't want to go to the doctor's office even once a year because I'd have to know my weight. And then I would take all my clothes off and turn around backwards and tell them not to tell me. I wouldn't turn the lights on in the bathroom. I certainly wouldn't look in the mirror. I would only use the little visor mirror in my car. Look at yourself. Look at yourself. Feel your body. Wear tight pants. Look, the, one of the worst things that I got into a habit of doing was if I went out and I overate, the next day I'd wear comfy clothes. No, man. Face reality. Put on those jeans so that you can feel what is happening with your body. No longer look away. And that takes all different forms, whether that's measurements. For me, what it is now, one of the first things I do in the morning, and this sounds so silly, but it really helps me know what's going on. As I'm walking from my bedroom to my bathroom, as I've woken up, I put my hand on my lower belly, like between my, my pubic bone and my belly button. And it just like, I know when it's feeling a little like puffy or loose or whatever. And I also know when it's feeling really tight and lean. And so I pay attention to that. I turn the lights on in the bathroom. I look at myself in the mirror when I'm getting dressed. I make sure that my snugger clothes don't make their way to the back of the closet and I don't go three weeks only wearing yoga pants because it's important, you know? That's one thing. But the biggest thing is really paying attention. It's too easy to drift through life and like, I gotta get work done and oh, it's just faster to order pizza tonight and then three months go by and you're unhappy and you haven't made any progress and you feel stuck. Just, it doesn't take a lot of time, a minute or two a day to say, what is one thing I can do today to make myself proud? Or what is one thing I can do today to make it better than yesterday? Or how can I make the rest of my day the best of my day? That's paying attention more than it's journaling, more than it's asking questions. It's just paying attention. You cannot pay more attention to reality TV or the news or other people's stories on social media than you do to your own life if you want to get anywhere. You just can't. You have got to be your number one focus. Doesn't mean you're always your number one priority. Oftentimes other things take that. That's okay. That's life. There are ups and there are downs. But 
If you want to be successful, stop looking away and start paying attention. I hope you guys really enjoyed that. I believe that changing the way you think changes everything in your life. And yes, we can all follow a meal plan or a food list, but if we don't fundamentally change the way we think about ourselves, the way we think about our choices, the way we think about our bodies and our goals, then it's going to be that yo-yo, a few good days, a few rough days, a few good weeks, a few rough weeks. Mindset cannot be overlooked. It's not just about weight. It's not just about food because all of our choices All of our barriers come from the way we think. So if you want to get serious about mindset, I've got a couple of tools available for you. First and foremost, the podcast. I have done hundreds of episodes on mindset and mindset strategies. So that is a great starting point, as well as the blog on primalpotential.com. I blog five days a week, Monday through Friday. The majority of those blogs focus on mindset. And then there's Breaking Barriers. Breaking Barriers is a self-guided e-course that is all about understanding and overcoming your self-limiting beliefs and the thought patterns that drive you to inconsistency or emotional eating. And one question I get a lot is about the difference between Breaking Barriers and the Fat Loss Fast Track. So I've done an entire post on that. I will link to it in the show notes, but I'm also happy to summarize it here. Breaking Barriers is self-guided, so you go through it yourself. It is a series of audios, and then there are a handful of worksheets with some of the audios, but not all of the audios. You go through it at your own pace. You do the work on your own schedule, and it's exclusive to mindset. It is not a nutrition course. It is a mindset challenge, a mindset opportunity. The Fat Loss Fast Track is different in just about every single way. The Fat Loss Fast Track is a 12-week coaching program. So Breaking Barriers is self-guided. The Fat Loss Fast Track is not self-guided. It is very much drip-fed. It focuses on nutrition and mindset and movement I am actively involved every single day in the Fat Loss Fast Track, whether that is in the Facebook groups or on email, and there are many more components to the Fat Loss Fast Track, and and the price reflects that, right? Breaking Barriers is $197, the Fat Loss Fast Track is $497, the Fat Loss Fast Track also is only open four times a year. Breaking Barriers you can get into anytime, it's always available. The Fat Loss Fast Track, there's only four sessions per year It's going to go down to three sessions per year, Uh, but right now it is four sessions per year. The next one opens up on April 1st. The wait list for the Fat Loss Fast Track is open, primalpotential.com forward slash FLFT dash wait list, but I will link to that in the show notes, or you can get to the wait list just by clicking the work with me tab on primalpotential.com right on the homepage. Registration opens up in just a couple weeks, and it opens first to the wait list. So if you want to learn more about the Fat Loss Fast Track, know how it works, what it includes, what degree of coaching there is, etc., definitely get on the wait list for sure. You can go over to the show notes to get the link. You can go to the Work With Me tab, or you can just go to primalpotential.com forward slash FLFT dash wait list, and you'll be on the wait list. So The mindset work really matters. You can tackle it on your own 
without spending any money listening to the podcast and doing that work. You can do it in a self-guided way through Breaking Barriers, which is always a great option. I love that course. I put myself through it every few months just as a refresher and a way to make continuous improvements. Or you can work with me uh, more in depth in the Fat Loss Fast Track. Again, the spring session kicks off on Sunday, April 1st, and registration will open to the waitlist in just a couple of weeks. Hope you guys have a great day. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there. At LensCrafters, we value expertly tailored eye care, provide state-of-the-art eye exams, offer a wide assortment of designer brands and high-quality lenses, because everything we do at LensCrafters is for every site that makes your life special. We offer 50% off lenses with frame purchase. Shop in-store and online. Book your annual eye exam now on LensCrafters.com. LensCrafters, because sight. Eye exams are available at the Independent Doctor of Optometry at or next to LensCrafters. Doctors in some states are employed by LensCrafters. Offer valid to April 2nd, 2023. See associate for details.